Okay, okay, okay. How is it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Landy Lodge, where today we're going to be talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. But before we get into all of that, we have to bless and we have to thank the amazing people showcased here on the right who allowed us to be here today, the sages of the lodge, who keep this thing moving, keep this nonsense going. Listen, if you're new here, there's links in the episode description if you're curious, if you'd like to join this legion of sickos. Without further ado, speaking of sickos, we need to introduce you to today's guest, my brother, Chris, my younger brother. And one day, we're going to get all the land in here. But for today, we bring you Chris Landy, who we have not seen you in the lodge since we talked from Star Fox long, long ago. So how is it going, dude? And welcome back in. Oh, boy. Forgot to unmute myself on Discord there, but hey, dude, <laughs> welcome back, dude. Happy to have yeah, you. Yeah, it's good. good to be back. Thanks for having me. Dude, just like I was telling you before we were rolling, I've been doing this, what, three years now? I still screw shit up. I, ho I hope that's encouraging to anybody who's watching out there. You can still screw shit up and be all right. Yeah, of course. So anyway, dude, we're coming in here today. We're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. You and I have a history with this franchise. Maybe for some of the younger audience, you may not know this. It may be hard to imagine, but Sonic the Hedgehog was a cornerstone of gaming back in the day. Like, if you were following gaming news and rumors, Sonic the Hedgehog was always orbiting the center of it. Um, so, you know, I feel like before we talk about the future of Sonic and whether or not he can truly make a comeback here, I feel like we should definitely talk about our histories with the franchise. So do you want to go first? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm sure we'll have some parallels in our history here, but um, Nick, myself, and our older brother Andrew grew up with the Sega Genesis. And we had Sonic 3 on there, which everyone knows is an absolute classic. And we played it all the time. It was especially helpful to be able to play as Tails as well. So two of us could only play at a time. I simply remember Nick and I always playing it together because we shared a room. And we had the Genesis in our room, so we were the real winners there. Hell yeah, baby. And, you know, as a young child, I was always the one playing as Tails. So I could afford to make a lot more mistakes, but I was also the one who had to bail Nick out in tough situations. Um, but then after that, we ended up selling the Genesis for PS1, which kind of wish we never sold it, but we'll, we'll, we'll go along with it. We'll go around. We, we've, yeah. we, we've replenished it since then. We've got it. I don't know after, if you can see I mean, it. We're still here. So after we made our way back, <laughs> you know. True. Then we went and got a GameCube, and we played both Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, which, particularly with Sonic Adventure 2, having friends over do the multiplayer mode was always so much fun. All the time, we dude. Endless amount of hours into the mission modes in both the Sonic Adventures to make sure that our childs were as OP as possible, whenever, whether they were going to race or going to fight karate. You know, we were very into that, put a lot of hours into it. And, you know, of course, Sonic Heroes came along, Sonic Ghost 6 came along, and that's where, at least for me, I kind of fell off a little bit and didn't revisit the franchise until my sophomore year of college, where we happened to have a GameCube in our suite, so we just brought back all the old GameCube games, and I rediscovered my love for Sonic. Particularly, I actually went out and bought Sonic Generations after replaying the Sonic Adventures and the various games of Mega Collection. And Sonic Generations brought me right back into the franchise. I want to know what was coming next. 
I decided to play some of the games that came before it that I had skipped, some good, some not so good. And then all of a sudden, a few years after that, there's a movie that comes out and people are talking about it again. Yeah, dude, it, it's been a wild ride. It's definitely had its ups and downs. Um, you would never guess it. You would never guess it. But when it comes to gaming, I know for myself, Sonic the Hedgehog was my first love. Like, when it comes to gaming, sure. Sonic really, like, I, I, I was obsessed, man, to the point that I was getting bullied in school about it. Like, I was bringing Sonic Battle on the SP, sneaking it into school, playing some rounds when I go to the bathroom. Um, you know, just shit like that. I, I absolutely loved uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Adventure 1 and 2 will always have a special place in my heart, but I think my favorite's always going to be Sonic 3, just because, like, as you brought up, all the memories of the three of us playing that together, you know, yeah. you, you just, you, you can't, you can't beat that. Um, but, you know, I was huge on Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. Sonic Heroes, man, I think people sleep on that game too much. I think story-wise and dialogue-wise and character-wise, it cannot compare to Adventure 1 and 2. But it has some of the most unique gameplay in the series. So when Sonic Heroes dropped, I didn't like it as much as 2, but I was still on board, man. Awesome soundtrack. Yeah. Can't beat Crush 40. Metal Sonic Final Boss. I was still all in on Sonic. But then like you brought up, Sonic 06 came out, and the whole thing just kind of bottomed out after that. There was also Sonic and the Sneaker Rings on the Wii, which was a disaster as yeah, well. There, there was a lot of that going on. Sonic at least, at least was a mixed review, which was a huge step in the right direction for them. More uh, on that later. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> Sonic Generations, I'm with you, like revitalized some of my love for the series, but it wasn't quite enough to really, to really pull me back in the way it pulled you back in. The thing that kept me on the longest, I actually was a big fan of the cartoon Sonic X. I, I I think that's some of the coolest Sonic stuff we've gotten. I think, honestly, all those Sonic TV shows have something to offer. Whether yeah. it be Sonic Boom and all that fourth wall breaking stuff and the people in the yeah. writer's room clearly having a good time with it. Whether it's Sonic Underground, which like paints a picture of the franchise that you're not going to get anywhere else. And then you just get Sonic X, which like ramps up the whole anime vibe and like the anime mm -hmm. tropes. And like, it's all really there. Um, but then I, you know, I fell out and I, I, I still haven't been pulled back in, but the reason we're doing this podcast today is because the Frontiers trailer is genuinely the first thing to get me super excited in a long time. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like, I feel like it's the Sonic Adventure 3 we never got. And, you know, we were talking in the pre-roll that like, None of us would ever like to admit it, but Sonic 06 was really the Sonic Adventure 3. What do you think about it? Um, but this seems like they're taking the adventure aspect to a whole new level where they're not calling it open world, but they're calling it open zone. What the hell could that even mean? Yeah, so I think what I'm, what I'm trying to understand with that terminology is it seems like you just kind of, you explore and you stumble upon things. Similar to Breath of the Wild, you kind of stumble upon little, like, settlements of bad guys and such. You stumble upon villages, especially when you're really out there looking for divine beasts and such, when there's oh, yeah. kind of a lot of nothing in the way. I think it's going to be similar to that. I don't think it'll be as big. Um, I, I don't have my hopes up that it'll be anywhere near as captivating, but... I think you're going to stumble upon a lot of different puzzle solving 
activities. I think that there's going to be a lot of special stage-esque type things like you saw in some of the first games, much like when you had to collect all the blue spheres. I think there's going to be a lot of that where it challenges your timing and platforming. Additionally, I read up that there are going to be certain uh, levels that you stumble upon that switch between the 3D and 2D aspects. So it's almost like I'm guessing that you're going to take a portal or fall into a portal of some sort and then end up in one of those kinds of stages. They were described as short stages. So, Oh, my God. I'm glad you brought that up because that literally just makes me think like, you know, in Breath of the Wild, you had your four divine beasts in Ganon's castle, which were like your main big temples, your main big endeavors. But you had those 120 like miniature shrines, which were like these mini temples. So when you're saying that they're thinking of doing like these short zones, I wonder if you're going to be in this big open area and you stumble upon like these mini zones. These like yeah, little mini exactly. zones that you have to complete, whereas opposed They're to maybe be- like two minute levels or something, whether they resemble old special stages or those stages were much like what they initially did in Unleashed and then later did it in Colors and Generations, where it jumps back between the 3D and 2D aspects. So you're side scrolling, then you jump and land on a new platform and it switches to 3D and the enemies come at you in different directions. Mm-hmm. I think that they could do a lot with that. Well, let me ask you this. There's somebody in the chat who raises a, a concern that I share. Um, Joshua Curian says, Frontier looks a little empty, though, not going to lie. And I have to wonder, how much is that? Is them just showing us, like, an early build or, like an, like, an early showcase? Or maybe what they're showing us is just some of the more open areas. Um, yeah. Because I feel like all we've seen is sort of the very, and correct me if I'm wrong, everything they've let us see so far gives us this very green sort of landscape, right? I feel like a lot of it is at the same area. I don't think we're going to have an entire map that looks exactly like that. I think that's just one pocket of the open world that we're going to sort of get. Yeah, I think we're still very much seeing a prototype version of it or a very early beta version. I saw some footage where you end up stumbling upon a boss fight, but it looks very Mm polygon-like and... What does seem cool is that when you home and like go to attack, you could also start punching almost like it's Sonic Battle mm. 2. So they're adding some actual combat. Depending on how it's executed, I kind of have mixed feelings right now. I think it could be really cool, but I also think it could be them trying to do too much. You, but, you, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But I also feel like what they should do is kind of like what you're seeing a lot in these open world RPG adventure games where you have a bit of a skill tree. Mm-hmm. And the more items you collect, and if you complete X amount of zones, or your score is at a certain level, or you collect X amount of rings within a certain level, you have the ability to un- you have the chance to unlock new abilities and new attacks. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see them go in that kind of direction. Yes, it's been done before, but never in the aspect of Sonic. There's in Sonic Unleashed, there was the idea of leveling up your speed, leveling up your dexterity and your strength when you're in the warehouse form. But I'd like to see them do that with just Sonic and almost add new attacks and new combat moves. So to answer the question again, yeah, I think that it's very much still in the beta form. And I think I agree with you, Nick. Maybe they're also just showing us a very open section. Like it could be that's the first thing you get in the game and it's almost like a tutorial or walkthrough of the game just to let you get your feet wet and get used to it. Exactly. And usually when like games like this are shown off, you do you very rarely see a like late build. You usually see a build that's 
older, more more in its infancy stages. But you know yeah. what's funny? When it comes to Sonic Frontiers, like the combat is not what I'm worried about in the slightest. I've seen enough of the combat because like, look, Sonic games are not about the combat. Like that's not the main focus. So I don't need the combat to be next level. But from what they've shown me already, I'm like, okay, this is easily more ambitious than anything that they've done combat wise. So yeah. when it comes to the combat, I'm completely on board. And if you're right in your suspicions that they're adding RPG elements to this, that's just singing my language. Um, I just want the platforming to feel right. Like I see that uh, Julian in the chat brings up, what if they do 90s retro zones? And I think that would be cool too. Like what yeah, if- Yeah, I didn't one think of, those, of that. That's awesome. Yeah, like these little pocket zones. What if one of them was just like uh, the carnival? The carnival night yeah. level or something like that. Or one of those like- Hydrocity. I never knew it was Hydro City or Hydrocity in Sonic 3, but I would love that because I love the song mm -hmm. for it. And I think it would be sick. Like you fall down a waterfall and then oh, all yeah. of a sudden you're in that level. So like, I, I could see all that, but I, I guess this is where I leave. And I know we wanted to talk about Sonic Origins and maybe the future of the movies and stuff like that. But do you think if Frontiers is, is a success... Is that enough? Is 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 that enough to to say Sonic is back and he can start? Like, will Sonic ever be half the icon he was? Like, is there ever a, okay. a return to glory? Is there a silver age of Sonic in the future? You know, or is he going to become something more niche? I love the term silver age there because I don't know if he'll ever be on par with the Mario's and the Zelda's. I don't think so. I think he fell no, off that. I, I think he fell off. Yeah, that. I think that's almost a little too far gone. But I do think that if this game is a success, people are going to be talking about it. And the people who wouldn't normally play a Sonic game who see, oh, it's open world. Oh, I could do this now. Oh, mm -hmm. but it like references older games. Like if it has those pockets of levels from the original games and such. To or appeal redone. to an older audience. Something like yeah, that. yeah, of course. People will jump back in, and I think kind of of all ages. I think in particular, the fan base is in a very interesting space. Mm -hmm. When I went to see Sonic 2 in the theater, I saw a lot of different mixes of age groups. I saw a lot of parents maybe in their 30s or 40s with their young children who were at the movie. A lot of people out around our age. A lot of teenagers, both preteen and around 17 to 18, who was very loud theater. Especially when the, the big moment happens at the end. I haven't been in a theater that loud, maybe Infinity War. Um, but, but I think your overall <laughs> point here is that what Sonic has going for him is that he appeals to everybody. Like, Sonic yeah. appeals to everybody, especially since, like, people like you and I who, like, grew up with Sonic in the 90s, we're older now. And, you know, our generation is going to start having kids and they'll be familiarized with Sonic the Hedgehog in no time. Um Everything is there for Sonic to make a big comeback, but I'm with you. I yeah. don't think he ever goes toe to toe with Mario anymore. I think yeah. that I think that day is behind him. Um, but I do think he can make some noise in the platforming world. I do of think, course. as far as platformers go, I think he could be number two. I think he could be number three. I think he can get himself back up into that point. But yeah. again, I, I don't. I, I don't ever see him uh, getting there again. <laughs> Um, yeah, he could be ahead of the Spyros and the Crash Bandicoots, but I don't think he'd be ahead of where Mario is or on par with that. And it's like, yeah. 
I don't think that this will necessarily put us into that silver age of Sonic in this game's success, unless it's a masterpiece. Correct. But I think that it will. This, alongside the movies being as successful as they've been, will put continue to push us in the right direction. I and think so too. Ultimately, give me more hope. I think so too. And look, regardless of what you think of the movies, they have been a success, and that's not yeah. something Sonic the Hedgehog has been able to tout. In a long time, synonymous for a while. <laughs> yeah, if you could, if you could have told me to take a guess, what video game series would start thriving in theaters? Sonic the Hedgehog would have been at the bottom of the list. So I am pleasantly surprised and taken by surprise. Um, you know, normally I wait towards the end to read questions out of the chat, but I got to say they are asking some really good questions. If they're coming, I love it. <laughs> I might, I might have to cheat on my rule here. So I got a couple. One is specific for specific to you. But let's start with Joshua, who's asking a question. Do y'all think Sonic will be the only playable character, or did I miss anything regarding more playable characters? So as far as I know, I got there, ha there hasn't been anything announced. Uh, can you confirm or deny that? Have they announced so, anything? Essentially, so apparently the game starts where Sonic, Amy, and Tails are split up oh. into like three different portals and end up in different parts of the world. So I think Tails and Amy, at the very least, are potentially playable characters. They need to bring in Knuckles if that's 100%. the case. Hundred percent. Knuckles is my favorite. Over Don't Knuckles, snub him. Don't snub him. Look, all, all power to Amy. I, she should be in the game, but you what? need Knuckles. And apparently, there is like a mini stage where it's fishing with Big the Cat. Yes, I did hear about that. No, I did hear about this. So no, we will. There's your answer, Joshua. At the very least, you will be fishing as Big the Cat, but there will be yeah. other playable characters. Hopefully it's a lot better. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah, I'm pretty much with you there. And I think even if all it is is like mini games, like I think it's possible that if this game is a success, you get like a Knuckles DLC or a Shadow DLC. Like I think the more yeah. successful this game is, the more opportunities it breeds, whether it be base game or DLC. Um, our boy Nelly Belly over on uh, Twitch is asking, does he main Sonic in Smash Bros. Ultimate? I do not main Sonic, but he's easily top three for me. He's probably my third or fourth choice. Yoshi and Ridley are my top two. Corin is probably third, and then Yoshi, and then Sonic comes fourth. So, okay, so he's in that top five. He's in the starting rotation. Yeah. He's in the starting he is rotation. So, if I'm playing with friends or if I'm struggling with other characters, Sonic comes in easily. Awesome. This one isn't really a question, but I think it's a cool comment from Lamb that said Sonic Frontiers having RPG elements would be neat because Sonic Adventure 1 was originally going to be an RPG. So then revisiting that idea wow. would be cool. I didn't know that. That's an that's interesting. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea about that either. I mean, of course, when I first saw the footage for Frontiers, I thought of Sonic Adventure 1 immediately. I thought of Mystic Ruin, Station Square. Me too. Like Me too. The Egg Carrier, the different world that you were able to explore in it. While not a huge world in retrospect, was still really cool to be playing it as kids. Like... You know, it reminded me a bit of Mario 64, obviously not as captivating, but the fact that you could kind of just explore and do that and not even have to focus on the game for a bit. Yep. No, that's the kind of stuff I love. And let's be honest, Sonic Adventure 2 is not an adventure game in the slightest. It is an adventure no, game not at all. in name only. There is no, it was a branding marketing move. There's no adventuring the going adventure on. The adventure is the friends you make along the way. <laughs> there you go. 
Or it's the Chow Gardens. That's the most adventure yeah, you're going to do. That's the closest thing to an adventure. Which, which I'm so mad at them. I'm so mad at them for not putting Chow Garden in this game. I'm furious. I'm furious with them. I appreciate them being upfront and honest about it. Let me be clear about that. But I'm furious. I love Chow Garden. You could easily use that for... Playing against people online. Imagine you set your child to go fight one in karate. Like, let's go, go. fight Gunslinger 69 in now karate. That'd be awesome. <laughs> like, now we're talking. But you know what? At the end of the day, if the reason there isn't a Chow Garden is because they put all their time and assets into the core gameplay, I'm okay with that too. Games were yeah, a little more simple back, back in the early 2000s because nothing had textures. Like, there was no, you couldn't see Sonic's fur, it was just blue. It was just colored blue in Microsoft Paint. It was just yeah. blue. It was not, there was no texture there. Um, but, you know, as we're saying here, it won't be enough necessarily to put Sonic back on top, but he can be a top-tier platformer again. And I think this gives him a shot. I just hope in all of this open, I know it's not technically like open world, open world, but I think it is. I don't know. I don't know what technically is and is anything anymore. But... I just hope that the feeling of Sonic doesn't get lost. I feel like we're still we're still chasing that 3D high of Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah. Like we're still chasing that. And what I want to feel from this game is when it lets me 3D platform, I finally want to feel like, hey, we finally progressed beyond that. We finally like mastered this. Because I feel yeah. like they they Sonic 06 was trying to master it, and there were a few attempts here and there. But then they abandon it. Like, I feel like that's what Sonic Heroes was about. They're like, hey, we don't know how to master this formula. Let's do something different. Um, I, that's what I want the most out of Sonic Frontiers is to leave this game going. The platforming is finally superior to Sonic Adventure 2. What, what would you say is like your number one, like most wanted thing from this game is? So I think what the three Sonic games have kind of done so there's, I don't know if there's a term for it, but like Elite Generations and Colors very much kind of had Sonic on a bit of a rail system in the levels where you're kind of, you can hit LB and RB and almost shift to like mm -hmm. the right third or the middle third or left third. And there are certain boss fights in particular that they kind of force you into that, mm -hmm. which isn't a bad thing. I think it's really cool. It's almost like, compared to, like, Temple Run, but just right. on steroids, in a sense. And I think it's really cool, but there were points in those games where I kind of missed the free roam of the levels, too. Being able to, like, mm -hmm. knock open a box and find, like, you know, another key to the Chow World or to find extra rings or both There was things. so and much. There was, there so was a much. lot to explore in the level. And while you want to go fast in Sonic, which those games excel at, there are times where you want to stop and explore a little bit, learn something about the level that you didn't see last time you played. So I think that the, I'm just going to call it open world. I don't care about semantics or technicalities right now. <laughs> the open world aspect will allow you to do that again. But then when it throws you in the stages, it may be more of that rail system. And I'd like to see that. I'd like to see a combination of both because there are a lot of pros to both. Well, what I want to see too, right? Because I think one of the things that's great about Sonic, right, is it's momentum. It's all about momentum. There's almost like an infinite amount of momentum you can accrue in Sonic the Hedgehog. Whether you're talking about the old side-scrollers or the 3D ones, go ahead and play Sonic CD. Go ahead and play Sonic 3. You could ramp up his momentum to where you are zipping. 
Like you are zipping through the zones. Yeah. Like you've seen these people who they finish the zone in like 12 seconds. They, they could just zip through it, you know? Same with Sonic Adventure 2. What I want, if you're going to give me all this open space, I want to be able to gain... You call it an open space game now. <laughs> like open space, right? It's an open space game. It's an open space game. I think that's the safest label we can give it. But if you're going to give me all this open space, then you better give me the opportunity to ramp up my momentum. And then I want there to be a benefit to ramping up my momentum in this big open world, right? Does ramping up my momentum, does it charge a meter? Does it allow me to reach places I couldn't reach before? Does it allow, does it give me certain style points or something? I don't know. But seeing that Sonic gets so much of his speed from the momentum, if you're going to give me this giant world, they, I, 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 want it, I want it so that if I'm bored, I can just be like, I want to go fast. And I want yeah. to see how fast I can go. And then I want to go as fast as I can and control it. You know, that that's get extra rings like Julian just dropped in the chat. Like things like that. Something, yeah. something like that. Um, I'm wondering, right? Because from what I gather, this game is supposed to be about Sonic being transferred to another world. Um, do they you have a name for it. I'm drawing blank on it, though. You know, I'm pretty good at ignoring details until I own the game itself, um, you know, for my own benefit. But it's... And now I lost my train of thought, but that's okay. Um, so Transported to another world. That's right. Do you think, like, the Chaos Emeralds and the Master Emeralds and all that's going to be involved here? Also, you know, that that's where that's what I'm currently pondering. So, I mean, when you think about it with, like, Sonic Adventure 1, when they get transported out of Mobius, and I know they touch on that in Sonic X, how they all appear in this new world. It's like, wait, Eggman's here too? Mm -hmm. The Chaos Emeralds are all still there. Yeah. So, it may be that something happens where even the Emeralds get transferred into it. Like, maybe it follows the spirit of Sonic and his friends, and Eggman wants to harness it, so he finds a way to get there too. So... I, again, I, I think they caught lightning in a bottle with Sonic Adventure 2 story-wise. Like, I, I can't ever really see them achieving that again. Um, but what do you want from this game's story? We've talked about the gameplay. You know, we're confident in the combat. We're curious about the platforming. But when it comes to this game's story and its characters, what do you want, what, what do you want out of all of that? So, I don't want them to go crazy with it. And what I mean by that is, they don't have to include every single character. Like I said, if Tails and Amy are in it, give me Knuckles, at least. But I don't necessarily... If there's not a great way for them to include Shadow or Rouge or Blaze or like Cream and Cheese or anyone, don't include them. Keep them out for now. I, I don't want to think this necessarily is played safe, but give me quality with these characters who you're going to include in the game before you start overflowing it. Because if you include Shadow, Shadow needs a storyline. If you include Blaze, Blaze is going to need part of a storyline. If you include Knuckles, Tails, Amy, they yeah. all need to contribute and find their way to the story together. And that's something that Sonic Adventure 2 did well. That's something that Sonic Adventure did well. And even Sonic Heroes did well. You know, So you have to find a way to make that work. And if all of a sudden, you know, Chaotix is in the story too it could feel a little overflowed in terms of what I want the story to be. I mean, I don't know. It, 
a lot of they're usually very straightforward for the most part. Like usually Eggman harnesses some power, be it, you know, chaos or metal sonic or whatever, and then he gets manipulated and tricked by it. But I don't know if they're gonna make it a straightforward Eggman as the villain or if they're gonna do something like that. I don't really have in my mind of what I want it to be. I just don't want it to feel cluttered. And that that's completely fair. Um, you know, I, I would echo a lot of the sentiments that you just spoke out. Um, when it comes to like the overall plot, there's one thing I would prefer. I'm open to new stuff, obviously. But one thing I've always loved about Sonic, and I think Sonic's at its best when it's the tug of war between nature and science. I feel like that when, when you just have that at the mm -hmm. core, and it doesn't have to be Eggman, right? Like Metal Sonic ends up rebelling against Eggman. That becomes mm -hmm. part of the battle of nature and science. Science has its own nature in many ways. So it's like, if they could make that at the center of the story with all this like alternate world or time travel, whatever's going on, you know, if we just make the center of the story, the, the, the balance of nature and science, that's something I think would be awesome because there's something that yeah. just makes that so consistent with the series. Um, but when it comes to the characters, you know, we were going to talk a little about Sonic Origins. Um, you know, at the end of Sonic Origins, they give you that shot with Sonic, Tails, Amy, and Knuckles. And maybe I'll pull it up later yeah. on the podcast. And they sort of freeze frame it there. And I look at it and I'm like, they lost this somewhere along the way. Somewhere along the way, these four had the feeling of a crew, you know? And I feel like, like you're saying, one of the things that makes Sonic so much fun is there's so many different characters. Like so many different characters, many different characters to fall in love with, with their own personalities, from your bigs, to your shadows, to your rouges. Like it, it goes on and on. Um, but I feel like they have to bring it home. They have to bring it to center yeah. now. Like it's gotten so out of hand with a shadow, there's silver, there's there, there's rouge, there's blaze, there's cheese, there's cream, there's there's like you said, there's all of like it could get cluttered very easily. And even though Shadow is one of my favorite characters, maybe this just needs to be Sonic Tails Amy Knuckles. Maybe you was because yeah. remember, Shadow is more of an anti-hero, right? Eventually he makes his way over to us. But it's satisfying when he doesn't start that way. Um, if they're really trying to revitalize this series, I think you really got to double down on Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, Amy. You have to make them a crew. You have to establish that. And then when these other characters show up and sort of introduce chaos into all these dynamics, we can see the dynamic get like disrupted, right? Like if you never yeah. let Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, and Amy get settled in, then when new characters show up, it doesn't it doesn't feel disruptive. It doesn't feel like there's presence. So when it comes to the characters, what I want again is a lot of what you're saying. Don't clutter it with a bunch of the cast. The cast is great, but don't clutter this up. Let's keep let's keep this as neat and packaged and centered as possible. That's that's really what I would like to see from the game. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. I mean, so should we move on to Sonic Origins next, or you got any more thoughts on Frontiers? Let's definitely move on to Origins, but I do want to read a few chat messages out. Please, um, let's get these questions. My buddy OJ says, only so OJ Sage of the Lodge, mind you, says only Sonic has been oh, confirmed, yeah. confirmed so far. So to me, okay. that means maybe even in the big minigame, maybe you're doing it with big as Sonic, right? 
So yeah. right now that's all we know. Doesn't mean we don't get other characters. Um, Doesn't mean they still won't contribute to the story in some way. Exactly. And I think for sure we see other characters. I don't think this will be a Sonic so, like, solo no, I campaign. Don't, I, think, yeah. I think we see a lot of that. Star Latte Studios says, core gameplay ain't shit. I want a chow garden. You know, a lot a lot of the fan base shares that. I agree. <laughs> I'm with you. And uh, Joshua says, in-depth story with different dungeons to search and travel that could possibly hold the emeralds. Okay, so that, like, maybe your main yep, dungeons. that's awesome. Yeah, or where, like, the emeralds are, like, uh, caked away. Hey, let's give it up. Before we move on to Origins, ladies and gentlemen, Lamb just became a Sage of the Lodge here in real time. So we got to give it up to Lamb. All right. Who's been new new to the community lately, been hanging out in the Kingdom Hearts streams. If everybody in the chat just drop some emotes, drop some welcomes, welcome aboard, Lamb. Um, and with that little spark, let's uh, let's talk Origins, man. So so why don't you lead us off there? What, what's Origins got you thinking? You and I both watched the cutscenes before we did this. So yeah. how are you feeling about all that? The cutscenes are awesome. But there's not enough. I would agree. It was what a total of like eight of them. Eight of you them. Know? Eight of them, and like they tried to sell you on some cutscenes that were just like remasters of like the old Sonic Boom cutscenes. Oh, the Sonic CD one. It felt like they just copied and pasted it with new music. It was just copy <laughs> and paste new music. Is exactly what yeah. it was. And I wanted to hear Sonic Boom, but reanimated in 2022. <laughs> Dude, and you can even remaster the audio file too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I was a little like, bit let down not, by that too. I'm not that picky about them changing the song. It, it's just it's more of a joke in that regard. But um, yeah, I have a few things to say about it. I I watch a lot of footage on it. I just want to go on record. I did not purchase this game myself, but I of course have played all these games. But I've done a lot of research. Yeah, on maybe it maybe just sense. in case uh, there's a viewer or a listener who's not caught up. What exactly is Sonic Origins? So Sonic Origins is essentially just, it's similar to what Sonic Mega Collection was in that they created basically a collection of a lot of the original games. It includes Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic CD, and Sonic 3 Knuckles kind of meshed together as one, Mm -hmm. which they often are anyway. But those are all the games included. And one of the big selling points is that there would be animated cutscenes to go along with it, almost to kind of build the story a little bit and really... Mm-hmm. expand on it so that was the big draw for me but then again when i saw that it was only about a total of 10 minutes worth of cutscenes, i'm like maybe i'll sit this one out and see like oh, if, wait for the discount <laughs> yeah you know see if people are really raving about this but again that's I because also, you and i played a lot it's worth mentioning you and i played a lot of these games growing up yeah and we have otherwise have relatively easy access to wanting to play them if we really want to. I mean, you own a Genesis, for God's sake. Exactly. (laughs) And we have Mega Collection, and we have Gems Collection. And Gems Collection. So if we... You can get it in the App Store on your phone if you want to. The Switch Online has Genesis. Yeah. Very accessible, a lot of these games. There's also Sonic's Genesis Collection that came out for like the 360, PS3, and such. Mm-hmm. that I believe Sonic CD was actually an unlockable yep. in that game. So it was. there are plenty of ways to play these games. So if you're going to make another collection, it's really got to bring a lot more to it. What I think is cool is that they have like kind of a mission mode, 
a boss battle mode yeah. and such, much like they do in the other games. That's really cool. That's a great addition. But what they don't really have is you can't play as Knuckles in Sonic CD, for example. I thought you'd be able to play as him across all the games. I know. That um, was so sick. Yeah, I saw in like, you know, in a lot of Sonic games, you can go to like the sound settings and play all the theme songs and such. Mm-hmm. But when you select the song in Sonic Origins, you have to stay on that screen. You can't maybe browse all of uh... you know the concept art and all the other fun facts about the games that like Mega Collection had as well. Now, granted, we can do that in the earlier games, but we certainly have the capability to be able to do that now. So there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to just select a song from one of the menus, have that playing in the background as you browse through like some of the fun facts and Easter eggs about the old games and about maybe just an explanation about what they did to change these versions and these ports of the games. True. Which I also watched some footage of Sonic 3 and Knuckles within Sonic Origins. The music sounds off. I don't know what it is exactly, but it doesn't sound the same. It sounds like they kind of redid it, but Hmm. it just, it sounds watered down in essence. And I, I don't know what it is. I'm not trying to be picky, but a big draw for me for Sonic is its music. 100%. So then when it doesn't feel the same, especially as we both mentioned, a game that is very near and dear to us, oh, yeah. I can't help but feel a little betrayed. Because when they first announced this game, I didn't need it right away. It's like, okay, it's a collection of the old games, bunch of animations, great. It could have come out in 2025. I would have been excited. So I can't help but feel like if it was rushed a little bit, if they don't have a lot of cutscenes, and that was such a big draw to this game. And they also, the music feels off, and it doesn't seem like they added more to this game that wasn't already in Mega Collection or Gems Collection. Well, I, I, I'm glad you brought all that up. The chat is vibing with you right now. They've added to what you had to say. OJ says some of the music was rearranged. So that's what you're Thank hearing. Thank you. Is that you're OJ, like, you got more lore on this. Please share. <laughs> yeah. And Lamb, our newest Sage of the Lodge, yeah. the fire, says Sonic Origins includes the 2013 remastered versions of Sonic 1 and Sonic 2, and also oh, the God. 2011 remastered version of Sonic CD, all three made on Christian Whitehead Retro Engine. So that might explain why Knuckles isn't playable in the in Sonic CD is because it's the 2011 version. So they ported the 10-year-old versions of the game, essentially. Exactly, basically. But no, I mean, look, you bring up a lot of good points. I remember when I first heard about the game, the big draw was, oh my God, yeah, I need to, um, I need to check out these cutscenes. You know, and I saw yeah. that I saw they were going to be like drawn in the Sonic C- the Sonic Boom style, the whole Sonic CD sort of intro style that they had. That they were all drawn in that way, and I, I love that art style. I think it's such a good aesthetic. Yeah. I think it's such a cool aesthetic. So when I saw that, I was like, hell yeah. And then I remember you were, you know, we talked about doing this podcast and watching the cutscenes. And I remember just like, I was like, wait, there, there's only nine minutes? Yeah. And like three minutes of those was the Sonic Boom stuff? And I was like, oh. The old stuff. <laughs> yeah, it hurt a little bit. I was like, oh man, I thought I was going to get like an anime episode's worth at least, you know, at least yeah. 23, 24 minutes of something. Um, but we didn't get that. And again, um, 
That's okay, because I will say the cutscenes they did do were awesome. I, I yeah. love anything. I'm so easily charmed by anything that can give you a narrative without a line of dialogue. There's just something about Especially that. if it's those old games. I don't need voice acting in these cutscenes. Exactly, and I there's like something the, special you, it, about it. There's the use of your own imagination. You know, it's kind of when you read a book and you're able to picture the world in your mind. You exactly. know, it's... You're watching this, and their exchanges, you can kind of picture how they would sound like in your own mind. And I think that that's just so cool. So, yeah, I'm yeah. glad that there's no voice acting, but give us more animation. Give me more of Sonic going zoomy through everybody. Like, Oh, hell yeah. Well, let me tell you this. Here's something that stood out to me when watching these Origins cutscenes. So I, I'm sure this is not a hot take in the Sonic community, but I'm pretty tapped out on it. Um, they got to fix Amy. They've got to fix this character. They've Because let me tell you something. I like her so much more in the Sonic Boom cutscenes than anything else. Because they made her cute and spunky and she looks sweet. And I get that like the modern approach to Amy is to make her annoying. Because if you make her annoying, then Sonic always has a reason to run. And in a weird way, that makes her perfect for Sonic. So like I get that trope. I get that trope. Amy's annoying, yeah. so now Sonic has a reason to always run. That makes her perfect for him. I get it. But was she not, like, adorable in these Sonic Origins cutscenes? And it's yeah, like, of where did this cuteness go? Her why did the they decide to not make... everything. Exactly, the tarot cards. It's like, why did he they decide... He flips over the two Tails one, and then Tails shows up. It's like, okay. It's <laughs> like, cool yeah. little stuff like that. I'm like, I like her so much more in these little cutscenes. Yeah. And then, like, she... Like the, the little freeze frame where she's like, she looks so spunky with the hammer. I'm like, they've got to fix this character, man. Yeah, they, they got to fix course. her up because she could be a really fun character, you know? Yes. So I think with Amy, they started with one idea and that she, you know, Sonic rescues her and she becomes their friend. And it's like Sonic's almost a little protective of her, but at the same time is a little annoyed. But she could pack a punch if she needs to. Exactly. But I think the more what we saw in Sonic Adventure and Sonic Heroes that she's just the ultimate fangirl. And like she's just Sonic's number one fan and will go crazy and find him any chance she can get. And like you said, it gives him a chance to run. So it does work, but I agree with you. I prefer the original approach and what Origins did in their cutscenes with her. I, I Exactly. I couldn't agree more. It's like, you know, there's nothing wrong with the damsel in distress trope. You know, it's a trope that's worked in storytelling for a while, but you can't rescue her and then just have her be like a nag. Yeah. You know, I like, okay, you rescued her. Now she picked up her hammer and she's part of the squad. She's ready to yep. fight. She's ready to get after it. To me, I'm like, see that, that is much more satisfying than Sonic is going to rescue her from Eggman in his spaceship building metal Sonic. And then she's just going to come down here and just annoy him. Yeah, that's not satisfying. You you know what you I mean? Left her up there. E exactly. <laughs> Save the world, but maybe oh, can't bro, say she debuted with Metal Sonic. Can't yeah. you like tie her arc in with Metal Sonic now? Right, like the next time Metal Sonic appears, like Sonic can't defeat him like without Amy's help. You know, yeah, like so, just something. There's there's so much potential with this character, right? Because I feel like. 
Sonic, the Sonic series is actually good with characters. Like most char- new characters they make are received well. Like Tails, yeah. welcomed with open arms. Knuckles, welcomed with open arms. Shadow, welcomed with open arms. Metal Sonic, Rouge, we can keep going. Hell, even Big the Cat was was embraced. Like they they can do it. They can do it. I just, I, I don't know exactly where this, this, this idea for Amy, where they think it's going to lead them. You know? Yeah. yeah. We have some comments from people on this whole Amy thing. Um, well, first of all, OJ chimed in again for you. He says, they didn't say why, but not all of Sonic 3's original music could be used. So June Sano tried to reproduce the original tracks. Okay, so maybe there was some licensing. I knew there was something. Issues. I knew there was something. Yeah, you got, got, to trust your, uh, got to trust your gut on that, man. Trust your ear, rather. Um <laughs> Lamb says, I feel like the only modern version of Amy I like is from the Sonic Boom TV show. Which, look, say what you will about the Sonic Boom TV show. Every character is out of character, okay? But if you take that show for what it is, it's just silly and goofy and fun. There's this one clip of, like, they're playing soccer and Amy goes to... And Knuckles turns out to be, like, a full-on feminist about the whole situation Not a, well, like, a well-read one a well-read yeah. one. <laughs> and they're all just like jaw dry because Amy was playing it off like oh and a woman will be the champion and then Nuff's like wait hold up <laughs> once you introduce that you're implying it's the exception and not the status quo and then exactly like, yes you got it uh-huh. oh yeah no i've watched that clip more times than i mean like... i'm not a feminist exactly <laughs> but that, that's what i mean everyone like that's not who knuckles is but it's okay that's fun it's silly it's silly it's silly it's silly and fun and amy is a is a bit of a riot in that show uh maria says agree they did do amy dirty they chose one character trait and made that her whole personality yeah and you see like there could be so much more to her than that. Not that she can't be annoying. Like, you could be annoying and cute. I think she's supposed to be a little annoying. A little annoying. Like, you yeah. know. But you can make it cute. You can make it endearing. Um, Joshua says, if we're being real, I'll still take Shadow over Amy. I, th- I mean, I think we all will. But if they were I to do... I can't argue with that. <laughs> but if they were to do DLCs and world expansions, what characters slash villains and world types would y'all want? Now, there's a loaded question. Do you want to go first? You can go first. I gotta right. think about just this. to keep it just to keep it neat because I feel like we could choose infinite characters, infinite zones. Yeah, I'll say I want give me Knuckles DLC, make it all treasure hunting, make it Angel Island, or something like it, uh, or, or something. Yeah. That, okay, okay. If not Angel Island, give me something that's kind of like the Hidden Temple, you know, say or the or the ruins, you know, the Temple ruins. Um, but that, that's what I, I want. A Knuckles treasure hunting DLC. Knuckles treasure hunting DLC at Pumpkin Hill. That's the dream. That's the dream. And you don't reproduce the track. You just reuse. Do not change that song. You, you don't reuse. You reuse the old Not one. at all. Uh, but what, what's your answer to that one? Oh, man. It's such a good question. It really, it's something I haven't thought about. Um... There's a lot you could do with it. I mean, honestly, just give me cool, creatively designed bosses. Really, I don't no, know. But, but you gotta that... pick. You gotta pick either one. You gotta pick one character, hero or villain, and one type okay. of zone. That's what. We're, that's what he's asking. Oh, okay. That's more with the question. Yeah. Okay. All right. So honestly, if Tails could be a playable character, give me him in the tornado. That's what I want. 
I want to shoot some shit. <laughs> like, I want to fly. Like, I. Are you talking I the ship? That. Are you talking like the, the airship or like his mech? On the ground and the at on the level, you switch. Oh! And take off into the sky and you got to shoot down one of Eggman's baddies or something. Like, no, that details. Is... I was just going to say, that's something I miss too. I miss this approach with Tails where it's like, he's He's the brains. He's the brains and he builds cool shit. You know, that's that's the approach they took with him in Sonic Adventure 2. I wish they would do more. I wish they would do it more. I I really, really do. Um, SMH says, I hate that they make Amy play damsel in distress when she can pull her own. And again, there's nothing wrong with the damsel. He packs a punch. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with the damsel in distress trope, but the ultimate answer is, how does that character respond to it after they've been rescued? After being rescued, what do they become? Do they just set back into their old ways that got them captured? Looking at you, Princess Peach. Or do they turn into a bona fide badass? Looking at you, Princess Zelda. You could go either way. You could go either way. I want Amy to make a right turn and go towards Zelda and no longer go down this peach route where she just keeps making the same mistakes. What if Amy pulls a chic and just like dresses up as Sonic's guidance? <laughs> Which I know he hasn't, I think he's accompanied by an AI of some sort, but even, like, even so, or if she was this do. mystery character, right? Like, let's say there's this mystery <laughs> character. You could tell she was female. But, but she was kind of operating in the shadows and then like it's revealed to be her. You could just just level this character up a little bit. Please. Yeah, like, I, I don't think up. they'd pull that, but it would be pretty cool. <laughs> exactly. Yo, big shout out. Our boy Brendan Abrams just dropped in the chat. So uh, big special shout out to our homie here. Um, Joshua says, cool bosses would be nice, but I want them to have more gameplay mechanics slash movesets for each playable character, which that's the kind of stuff that gets me excited too. When yeah, I looked at this combat that, for Sonic, like you look at this Sonic combat and the way he, it's not just homing attacks, it's all sorts of stuff to the point that, like you said, you could open up these skill trees in an RPG type fashion. Now imagine fleshing that out with so many of the characters and like playing as yeah. Knuckles, now you're a brawler, you know? Like, yeah, that, and that, that would be and it, they dude. don't have to be it. And I imagine you make Sonic the most complex with, you know, the highest ceiling of different abilities. But with Tails or Knuckles or even Amy, you can really just continue that trend. And and correct me if I'm wrong here, Joshua, but essentially you... Can you read what Joshua said again? I want to get an understanding of that. He says, cool bosses would be nice, but I want them to have more gameplay mechanics slash movesets for each playable character. Okay, so say you stumble upon the same boss, but you're playing as Knuckles compared to Sonic. So essentially, you have to fight the boss much differently because you're playing as Knuckles. Mm-hmm. Is that what Joshua means? Yeah, basically that like, you know, if you do get to play a Shadow or Knuckles, that they're not just going to handle the same as Sonic does. And that not okay. every boss is going to have the same sort of mechanic where it's like, hit the vulnerable spot that's glowing. Yeah, on that thing. you recognize the pattern. You know what to do no matter who you're playing as. It's going to change every time. Yeah, that's that. That's more what he's uh, what he's fishing there for. Um, Maria says, you know me, the fighting freak Knuckles, and we're at Pumpkin Hill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the fighting perfect. freak Knuckles. Oh, my God. You ready? <laughs> 
Joshua Kurian says, nah, Princess Peach is a whole different breed. How are you going to get kidnapped that many times? I'm telling you, man, it's all Mushroom Kingdom politics. Princess Peach, oh, yeah. it's the Uniparty. Princess Peach, Bowser, it's all the same. It's all the same. It's all the same collective. Mario's just yeah. caught in the middle, and his adventures are boosting the Mushroom Kingdom economy. It's all a scheme. It's all a scheme. The, the Mushroom Kingdom economy... No, he's economy, collecting coins. He's buying different items with those coins. Exactly. It's all uh, a scheme. The Mushroom Kingdom economy dips. She hits up Bowser. Bowser kidnaps her. Mario goes on the adventure. He collects items. He collects coins. He trades with strangers, and he boosts that Mushroom Kingdom economy, and then we, the cycle continues. It's all... We 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 get it here. We see we yeah. see through the we see through the lies here. Mm -hmm. Okay, realize realize realize. Um, SMH says, yeah, that's true. The nagging after the rescue is just why. Exactly. She's gonna be the damsel in distress, which is okay. But you're gonna rescue her just so she can nag you, and then go make friends with the cat and bully <laughs> him into doing what she wants. Like, and, and no, no. But SMH does like your your skill tree idea. He uh, does throw that in there. Joshua Kurian says, yes, different strategies that apply to each character. basically agreeing with what you said cool. before. Now, tell me what you think of this. Brennan Abrams says, think about a Sonic side-scroller in the vein of Ninja Turtles, that, the recent game that came out. Like a beat-em-up? Yeah, like a, be a Sonic beat-em-up. Interesting. I mean, definitely give me Knuckles and Tails, man. Give me Knuckles and Give me the Knuckles spin-off game. That'd be a good Knuckles spin-off game. everyone else. That could work. I can you know, while it. Sonic homing attacks someone in the air, he could then punch him a little bit while they're up there or slam them down. Like, that could work. That would be cool. I think work. it'd be a fun, like, extra arcade mode in a game. Need, need, more, need more things that give you a replayability. Yeah. That's what I would say. Um, all right, so we've talked about Frontiers. We've talked about Origins. I know there's that new show coming out, but I don't really have much to say about that because, like, what could we say I about it? I don't know much about it either, uh, unfortunately. It, it's not out, and, like, it's not a game, right? Like, we haven't seen game. There's no gameplay to talk about. So, you know, we'll revisit that one of these days. Um, oh, there's a great question here from Zidanowitz. I think the real question is, is where does Kyrie fall on the Peach versus Zelda damsel in distress scale? She's right in the middle. She's right in the middle. I think she's, I think she's, lately she's really leaning towards that Zelda arc, like in the last few games. But in those first couple games, she was over here on that Peach side. But you know what? The way Kingdom that's Hearts... That's a great growth and development, though, to go from one side of the spectrum to the other. That's what I'm saying. Kyrie's response to being the damsel in distress is, I want to be a Keyblade wielder. I, w I don't want to just stay behind on the adventures. I want to stand and fight. Now, what happens? She decides to fight. And then she ends up getting bodied. So it's like, oh, it's not enough to want to fight. I have to, I have to get good. I can't just decide to be a warrior. There are repercussions for that. So I think she falls in the middle, leaning towards Zelda. We'll revisit this after Kingdom Hearts 4, and we'll see what we say. Um, but I wanted to talk about the movies. We talked about the games. I think it's time to talk about the movies. Um, so I got to be honest, as time has gone on, they haven't, they haven't really aged very well in my head. I don't know. I, I don't hate them. I don't dislike them. I'm very happy they were successful. So let's, let's get those three points out of the way. I don't hate them. I don't dislike them. I'm very happy they were successful. But they, they really got to polish this up. I, I think I 
I think I like the first movie better than the second movie. Even though I loved Tails and Knuckles, I think Tails and Knuckles are the highlight of the second film. But I don't know, man. Where, where do you see this movie series going? Jim Carrey is out. He's no longer Eggman. Um, they want to introduce Shadow now. Do you think they could continue their success or do you think this was a lightning in the bottle kind of deal? I think they need to keep it out of trilogy because I have a bad feeling that they're going to make six or seven of these movies and they're just going to keep going and beating the dead horse. Not that it's anywhere near dead right now. Because I... It's doing well. Hand, it's a, done well. I'm a very big fan of both. I really do enjoy... I'm not sure which one I prefer. I really like the first one in the sense that it's just Sonic's alone, kind of lost, no friend, and then he makes friends, <laughs> you know? And then I love Jim Carrey in that first movie, which I just absolutely love Jim Carrey. He's fantastic I mean, in the first movie. Born in the mid-90s, he has a special place in my heart. And in that first movie, I just love how he's just this, like, sarcastic, brilliant, yet, like, a little endearing type of dude. Like, you kind of like him at first, and he's making a fool of everybody. And then, you know, him and Sonic square off, and it's a great fight. You yeah. know, the power of friendship helps Sonic overcome it. Beautiful. Second movie, I agree, Tails and Knuckles are the absolute highlight. God bless Idris Elba. What an incredible Nailed performance. it. Nailed and Knuckles, it. Like, and I do really like Jim Carrey in that second movie. I love in particular where they're running through what seems like Lost World from Sonic Adventure 1. And they just he just has that moment of work smarter, not harder. And he finds the path that gets him to the Emerald quicker. I like how Knuckles and Sonic's pass, you know, conflicted with the two different sides fighting this battle that they had no idea was happening. Or, uh, well, they, excuse me, they were aware it was happening, but they... Had no idea what their place was in it. Well, what I, and what of, I love about it too, just one of the things that I particularly actually really loved about it is that shows you that like Sonic and Knuckles becoming friends isn't just two furry anthropomorphic characters buddying up. It's actually curing the ills of the past. Their tribes yeah. were at war and the two of them becoming friends in a sense is them like, like um, how would you say it, it's, uh, it's, curing the ills of their fathers you know it's it's patching up the wounds old wounds like it's it's transcending the war that used to it's the power of friendship the power of friendship exactly exactly yeah. so like there's I, a lot to love like it's there it, it's definitely there uh, so many of my complaints can just be summed up by to me jim carrey was a little played out in the second film that's just me. I'm a 30-year-old man. Those jokes were never going to land for me anyway. Um, so I, I accept fair. that. I accept that. Um, on top of that, um, I, I, I do not like... Just just keep your John Ralphio away from my Sonic. Like, just keep... I, I like Ben Schwartz. I, th I do. I like, his, I like his work. I think his Sonic voice is very good when he's not being John Ralphio. Like, he was just, very much John Ralphio in the first act of that movie. Yeah, and it, it really and it, I, it was a little much for me too, but then once he meets Tails and the scenes where he has to be serious, he was very good in. And I also think that it's like you're getting like a 13, 14-year-old Sonic. He's still immature. 
I think if they do a bit of a time jump with the third movie and make him kind of like the 17-year-old Sonic, where he'd be a little close to a Sonic Venture 2 personality, yeah, I think the that's the direction they have to go in. Because even the young audience who's there for that first movie is growing up. So you got to kind of channel them as well. Exactly. It's ex- you know, I couldn't have said it better myself. You have to channel your core audience, which, you know, the first movie came out almost half a decade ago now. You know, so like you said, a lot of those kids are growing up. You got to make the characters grow with them. I think a time jump would be brilliant. And I think a time jump could explain how we get Fat Eggman and why he looks different now. Why we get Fat Eggman, how Knuckles ultimately becomes the guardian of the Master Emerald rather than leaving it behind in a cooler when they go play baseball. Like, exactly. You know, just you can flesh it out. Make Knuckles a little less caveman esque. Please, like just a little. He was great in that. Fight. I have conquered the second of the bases. The second. I, <laughs> like, I it's will a pet peeve. your fastball. That seems that seems so funny. <laughs> Admittedly, it's a pet peeve. Admittedly, it's it's a nitpick. It's a nitpick. I think Idris Elba and the Knuckles direction is very good. Same with Tails. And honestly, though, I got Tails. Be, they were perfect. They were perfect. They crushed it with him. Absolutely. I mean, it's because they brought the video game voice actor in. And she did a fantastic job. She's been playing that role forever. So, you know, my big complaint there is like what I want. And again, I'm not the target audience. I'm I'm a 30-year-old man. But I would like to see Sonic be a little bit more Sonic. And what they have going for them is like you said, this is a younger Sonic. So he's going to be a little bit, he's going to be a little bit more of a cringy teenager. You know, but maybe we get that aged up Sonic in the future movies. Look, I like the movies somewhat. I just hope they continue to get better. I think yeah. I think they got to leave a lot of the human characters behind. Not that you write them out completely, but like of course. I mean I, even in the what, second they, movie, they don't they, know what to do with them. Think about yeah, the whole in the second, second movie, movie they played much less of a role and I think the role is going to continue to lessen ultimately. Yeah. It has to. You know, the real the best parts of the movie are when Sonic Tails or Knuckles are on screen. Except the Uptown Funk scene, which, my God, they could have used any Sonic song. And they chose, it's one thing to choose a Bruno Mars song, but you choose a Bruno Mars song that's eight years old. Like, it's played out, even for anything. So I, I cannot tell you. I and they're in Russia, you. and they're playing, like, what? I cannot tell you. I, cool I was cool them landing in the tough guy bar in Russia. That's fine. But if you're going to play a song, they could have put, like, Green Hill Zone on and the two of them danced to a it. Remix and of, it would have been substantially this, better. This was the moment, I have to say, the scene where they land in the Russian bar, to me, was, like, my favorite part of the film. Like, Charlotte and I, we were pissing ourselves. and yeah. But once that Bruno Mars song came on, you could feel the life sucked out of the theater that everybody who was just laughing and having a good time and going oh my god where is this wacky scenario gonna go next and it's how do all sonic and tails get out of this one how do they get out of this one and it's like oh they're gonna break dance to bruno mars i'm like no and like you're saying we're talking about sonic the hedgehog you've got almost you've got three decades of incredible music to choose from and you know what this isn't just my complaint for the Russian bar scene, this is my complaint for all the movies. Uh, enough is enough. You cannot use the production company's 
record labels music anymore. I'm sorry. If we want these movies to be fully fleshed out and like true to Sonic, it's time to use some of these songs. Where the hell is Crush 40? Where, yeah. Have you seen the edits online where they put oh Live and God. Learn over like, the final live battles? Live and Learn or Open it, Your Heart comes on. Infinitely like, better. Infinitely better. Like, come on. It's handed to you on a silver platter. That's just what I want to see. They're doing a good job. And the thing is, the fans are going to go crazy if they hear that. The they want to come and see it more. The like, theater would explode. People would go yeah. nuts. People would yeah. go nuts. I'm telling you, it's a total missed opportunity. I'd like to see them do this in future movies. Um, because at the end of the day, like whether it's Hollywood, whether it's Netflix, when it comes to video game adaptations, particularly things from Japan, it's 99% of the time dog shit. And I think what's yeah. appealing about these Sonic movies is that even people like even for people like me, who I have a lot of gripes with these films, they're not dog shit. And not only are they not dog shit, they are honest and respectable to their source material. And I guess all I'm asking for is, okay, more. I, I see the you Easter want. eggs. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine is the is the cafe that his stooge works yeah. at. Like all these little nods. Great. Can can we do music? Can, can, can we get yeah. music? Can I hear Green Hill Zone? Music like, can you know, change so much. Especially like that... No scene where it's basically ice cap zone for Sonic 3. Give me the ice cap zone music. Just give me like a heavy metal version of it or something. Something. Like, give me a remix. Be... You could even, dude, you could even do an EDM remix or something. Something for the kids. People, people, Whatever the kids are listening it. to. That's Whatever crazy. the kids are listening to. Give them a Green Hill mix of that. Fine. Fine. Give me the Lil Nas X version of that. And I'm Lil, yeah. Give me the bad funny version of that and I'm all in. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but I do want to point out the last fight scene in the second Sonic movie I loved from start to finish. It was a Death Egg robot, which is the last part of the, the original Sonic 2. And the way Tails and Knuckles fought together felt like exactly how they would fight in the game. Yep. Tails is a distraction, kind of outsmarts Eggman, gets him flustered. And he's the strategist. Oh, and he's that. the strategist. Yeah. And then Sonic gathers everything, goes super Sonic, and gets the final kill. Amazing. No, the animation. Was, somebody in the chat was bringing for joy when that happened. Zidanowitz was saying the supersonic animation was nuts, and he's right. That supersonic animation was crazy. Incredible. I just want to read out some chat messages. Not all of them are questions, but we have some cool comments. Uh, Joshua yeah. says, I don't think Sonic should go past the trilogy just because the villains in the story aren't as known as Eggman. Yeah, you do start running yeah. thin on villains. Um, Lamb says, I don't know if Eggman will be in the third movie, but I heard Jim Carrey wants to do Fat Eggman. So they choose to go with this route. I think they're talking about the time skip. Uh, that'll be a great way to end the trilogy. I think so too. And then, you know, the, people are so afraid to reboot things, but it's like, you could let things end and reboot. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. People will still come out. Um, Brendan Abrams says, very true. You can't do the Drax thing from Guardians of the Galaxy to Knuckles. Knuckles can't somehow get more caveman-ish as the series goes on. I'd agree. He nope. also says, I thought the Hawaii thing was meant to write the human characters out, but then they were just in the whole movie. Me too, that's what I thought that was. I was like, oh, they're going to Hawaii to make room for Tails and Knuckles. I was like, yeah. yeah. But then they were just there to take screen time. But I will say, it was a great way to introduce Gun. And I'm glad Gun yeah. is going to be a thing. I will say I'm that glad. was the highlight. And that's a good segue into Shadow coming into play. 
Exactly. It all exactly. Uh, Corey Sarakis saves and launches two landies. Bro, what if I told you there were three? And that when my ass finally plays a new Assassin's Creed game, we'll have all three of us in here. Um, oh boy. Which would be wild. I feel like that's that that series is probably the best chance for the three of us to overlap. Uh, Andrew would come on for that. For Assassin's yeah. Creed, 100 percent Yeah. Uh, Lamb says, I think having a crush 40 Sonic song would perf- would be perfect for the third movie. Because I think having it for the second movie would be too early. Look, I don't I don't care for logistical explanations. Just give it to me in Sonic 3. Do whatever mental gymnastics you need to do to tell me why I couldn't have it in movie one and two. Fine. Just put it in movie three. Um, Zidanowitz says if they don't have live and learn in Sonic 3, I'll be very upset. It doesn't even need to be live and learn. Yeah. Let Crush 40 make a new original song and sell it as a single. Make some money. Make your money. Go ahead. But I just think Crush 40 deserves a spot, man. Crush 40 deserves a spot. They they've paved the yeah. way for all of this. Uh, SMH says, not going to lie, I kind of want to shadow the Hedgehog one now that they did Knuckles. I think they're talking about, like, so, yeah, go ahead. In case for those who don't know, the after credit scene of Sonic 2 showed Shadow. The Shadow's coming. He's coming. I just hope they don't pull any punches. Like, because his yeah. backstory is horrifying. And again, I yeah. hope they don't pull any punches. He watches his best friend die in front of him. Like, like not, not only his best friend, but like heavy. the one living thing that acknowledges him as a living thing. Like it's not yeah. even his like best friend. It's the only thing in the world that treats him as somewhat human. You know? Yeah. A high five ghost. That's uh that's our boy Petro, by the way. Hell yeah. He says, I want to be able to play as Knuckles, which we were touching on that before, dude. I'll take a whole Knuckles gameplay segment. I will pay you for a Knuckles DLC. Knuckles is my favorite character. I love the treasure hunting. I love all of that. I'll take anything Knuckles, man. Yeah. So I was saying this to Nick before, before we were getting started up. It's half a joke, but also if they could pull it off, my God, get Robert Pattinson to play Shadow in the third (laughs) Sonic movie. Like... Imagine him just coming on screen and boasting about how he's the ultimate life form. I mean, come on. It writes itself. Listen, he would just channel that edginess and angst so well. <laughs> I mean, dude, I like, you don't even need to sell it as Robert Pattinson as Shadow. You could just sell it as Batman as Shadow. Like Batman as Shadow. Inter- he introduces himself as vengeance throughout the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> Like, for real, though. No, I actually think that that could work. I mean, I will take the gaming voice actor over anyone. Of course. But if you're trying to bring in star power, I think Robert Pattinson would do a decent job as Shadow. But, yeah. um, Dude, there's uh, a... Hold on. Oh, you could show that. They tried to censor one of High Five Ghost's messages, but... Not not on my watch, YouTube. Those punks, man. You you, <laughs> I love it. YouTube won't censor the bots who drop fucking lewd links in my chat. But when my friend from my childhood wants to message something, YouTube will censor it. Yep. Anyway. Anyway, enough complaining. Enough complaining. Um, the only reason... Let's, what do we got here? If they don't... 
the only reason I say that is because at the end of Sonic Adventure 2, it's iconic, largely because the song is so perfect for the final boss. Well, if, yeah. if they go down, because like, at the end of the day, that song is, even though you could say that song is about Sonic, it's about Shadow. You know, Live and Learn is about Shadow. Uh, pretty much all of Sonic Adventure 2 is about Shadow. We just expect Shadow's loosely the main character. Very loosely. Exactly. Um, but if this is the route they're going with the films and we're going to go down this whole ultimate life form thing and like the bio lizard is going to be our big threat, you got to do Live and Learn. You have to do Live and Learn. You got to. It would be silly not to. Um, I just want to see Crush 40 get more love, man. That's just me. They deserve it. They deserve it. Big time. Um, so we are about an hour and 15 in. Is there anything we haven't talked about today that you wanted to touch on by chance? Um, I think just a good way to round it out would be maybe our top five Sonic games, just our own subjective ranking, and then see if anyone else in the chat wants us to touch upon anything. Okay, so we'll give our everyone feel free to share your top fives, top threes in the chat, or even yeah, just your favorite awesome. Sonic game. Just voice your opinion. I guess that's what this will be good for. So why don't you go first? What what would you put as your top five? All right. So number five, I'm gonna go with Sonic Generations. As I mentioned earlier tonight, it's the game that really brought me back into it. I love the revisiting and recreation of all beloved zones from previous games. My only real complaint is that it's very much on the easy side, which isn't always a bad thing, but, you know, my first time playing a Sonic game in years, I understand maybe it's like riding a bike. I flew through. No trouble. And the last boss is atrocious. It's like my (laughs) least favorite last boss in maybe any game. It is so bad, it lags at points during it, and the whole switching 3D to 2D in the last boss did not work Mm -hmm. like it did in the rest of the game. So... But that's number five. It's otherwise, I think, an amazing game. Beautiful, especially the graphics for the time were excellent. Number four. So my one through four, I shift so often, but I think I'm pretty concrete and it may be controversial, but I put Sonic Mania at four. I know some people may want to put this at one. Um, again, similar idea to Generations in that it is a recreation of a lot of old stages, this time exclusively in 2D rather than 3D, but the music was awesome. The boss fights were cool. Like, and the difficulty, they upped it, man. That is a tough game, and it's Big awesome time. that it's tough. Big time. Like, it's so cool, and it's so fast. You can play as Knuckles, you can play as Sonic and Tails, you can play as Sonic or Tails exclusively. It just... It made me feel like I was playing the Sonic 4 we deserved because the actual Sonic 4 they gave us, I think, is a dumpster fire. But <laughs> I will. Um, number three is going to be Sonic Adventure 2. Again, I think story-wise, it's the best game in the whole series, and the whole franchise. And I think they, they made this game thinking this would be the last Sonic game they would ever make. Nick, you actually told me about this a long time ago, but Sonic's final message is to Shadow as he looks off in the sky after Shadow's sacrifice. He's kind of crying and saying, so long, friend. It was almost like Sonic saying goodbye to the fan base, in a way, because the Dreamcast was taking yeah. a nosedive and was on its Se- way out. Sega knew they so were going the- bankrupt. Yeah. So if Nintendo doesn't pick it up, that's very well the end. And I think that they went as hard as they could 
and it never felt cluttered, and they did such an amazing job with that game. Um, but one and two, these games are just, I can play them all the time, never get tired. I have little to no complaints about them at all. Sonic 2 is going to be second. I re- In preparation for the second movie, I played through Sonic 2 so many times. I was successfully able to get a run where I didn't lose a life, which is a big deal for me. Wow. Maybe there's someone in the chat who thinks that's like easy work for them and they're a speed runner, but that was a big deal for me, so I'm standing <laughs> with that. Um, and really my only complaint is just like one of the zones, I think it's Metropolis, is just a little too long and just has some unfair place of enemies, but that's absolutely nitpicking the game at that point. Because otherwise, every level I think is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Sonic 3 and Knuckles though, is my number one. I mean, maybe it's nostalgia, but I love the music in that game. I love every single level. I love how, while it's less zones in Sonic 2, the levels are much longer and more mm-hmm. detailed. And there's more to explore, more to find. And they're all so good and so different from one another. Like, oh, yeah. It is so crazy. I mean, the Carnival Zone... The second act gets a little frustrating, but again, just the game being difficult. It's not really the game being unfair. Exactly. Um, and, then, and then when you get into the knuckle stages, when by the end you're out in space and fighting, and if you collect all the emeralds, you're supersonic and fighting just this thing. And it's a big ending, time, yeah. Having to fight, time the jumps properly when he shoots that large laser beam, and then being supersonic at the end, fighting through the asteroid field. It's so epic for a game at that time. And even today, just playing it again, I can't help but get chills at the end. It, it makes it feel like a kid playing it again for the first time every time I play that game. So that is, without a doubt, my number one. Can I throw in just a couple honorable mentions? 100%. Please do. All right. So Sonic BD is one of them. It, you know, it's a champion game. Those cutscenes that we talked about before are so awesome. Sonic Boom is a jam. Oh, yeah. My only complaint is that normally in a Sonic game, in those like old side-scrollers, if you don't get all the emeralds, it's still enough of a challenge. Yeah. Where Sonic CD, it's so easy if you decide to just go from start to the end of the level. Oh, yeah. Which, in one way, it can encourage you to go and beat it the right way. But also, the boss fights only take four hits as opposed to the eight in the other games. And it makes them a lot easier, not as great. Otherwise, this game is awesome. Um, Sonic Adventure 1, of course, while I don't think it holds up as well today, I think, you know, it's a little choppy at points, particularly when Sonic's a little too fast for the screen to keep up. But, and I don't like fishing with the cat, despite liking his character. It's, It's a classic, and I really like it. And third, by far the most polarizing one on my list, Sonic Unleashed. <laughs> I think you like Sonic Unleashed. You I like it. I am a big enjoyer of Sonic Unleashed. I've referenced it a couple times. Obviously, the Sonic levels were praised in this game. What I also think deserves praising, which they do, are all the different worlds, how they're based on different continents in the world, particularly Europe and Africa ones. I don't have the names of them from the game off the top of my head. We're so cool, and oh, it, yeah. just, it was just so fun to play them. And honestly, the Werehog, while a stupid gimmick, and I don't love the story behind it, it reminded me of playing like a PG version of God of War, and I love God of War, so <laughs> I'm all for it, and I like the mechanics. Some of the stages are 
not that great, but there's so many stages in the game. So there's a lot that I think is really good about it. And I'm an advocate for it. I'm a fan of the game and I think it deserves an honorable mention. I respect that. That's a, that's a hell of a list. We're going to have some, we're going to have some overlap there, uh, but there are some differences. So I suppose I'll go. My, I'm going to start with the honorable mentions. Now by first, I had to write all this down because you got my brain going and I have not worked this out at all. Like what my top five Sonic games are. Um, but my first honorable mention is actually for not like a game that was good and deserved to be mentioned. It's actually for a really bad game in the series, but I need to bring it up and it's Shadow the Hedgehog because they went for it, okay? Sega took a risk, they tried something new and it failed. I, I like That happens. I wish more game companies would take a risk. They took a risk. They made one good level. The first level of Shadow the Hedgehog is a fucking it's a banger. banger. If the whole game was like that, they would have nailed it. But they lost their footing after that because they didn't know what else to do. Um, so I just want to mention Shadow the Hedgehog because like it captured that whole edgy hot topic aesthetic that was big in the 2000s you know they they, they, they really topic that's, they really went for it they really went for it and i respect it even though the game fell on its face um the other honorable mention i want to give would be one that you gave so i don't have to explain it sonic adventure one solid game through and through um just a few things that annoyed me here and there. A little bit of clunkiness, right? Like, I feel yeah. like it's, since it was a Dreamcast game, technically, and not a GameCube game, it does have a little bit of that Dreamcast clunkiness in it. Um, not that 2 doesn't, but 2, there's definitely much less of it than there is in 1. Um, yeah, so that would be a good mention for me. So now let's get into my top five here. I think I'm missing an honorable mention, but if it's important, I'll remember it. Um, number five, Sonic Battle for the Game Boy Advance was one of the most fun (laughs) fighting games I've ever played in my life and was probably the best fighting game I've ever played on a handheld. So funny story with this game. As mentioned earlier in this episode, like Sonic the Hedgehog, when it comes to the gaming world, was my first love. And I loved this character. I needed every new game on release. I was sneaking my Game Boy into school to play Sonic Battle. But one day I got caught and my sixth grade teacher confiscated my Game Boy. And everybody laughed at me. Everybody made fun of me. But you know what? In the middle of our test, he started playing Sonic Battle. And he just goes, Nick, I didn't know a Sonic fighting game could be this good. And he he literally (laughs) was like, do you mind if I keep playing this? <laughs> and like the whole class was laughing. It was actually like a really funny like memory where like my teacher legit jacked my Game Boy. It was like, oh shit. Like he was just like, whoa. I, like I had no idea because like he played. I'm not even mad anymore. He's like, I'm not even mad at you anymore. I see why you snuck this in here. It was, it's just a funny, it's just a funny memory I have. But I generally think Sonic Battle was an incredible game. It's got a cool story. Like it kind of plays on Emerald. the sh- Emerald's a good character. Yes! And then when you beat the game, you unlock Emerald, and you can you can customize him. You could give him you Sonic's... You jack him up. Yeah, you yeah. could give him Knuckles' his melee moves, but you could give him Tails' his aerial moves, and Shadow's magic moves, and Sonic's speed. Like, you could literally just make him the the ultimate life form. Like, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. Anyway, um, but yeah, Sonic Battle. Pretty epic. Number four for me, Sonic Mania. 
I echo everything you said about this game. Number it, four. <laughs> it's legitimately the perfect Sonic the Hedgehog side-scroller. It's perfect to a T. It looks beautiful. It runs well. The level design is arguably the best in any side-scrolling Sonic ever. Um, and I think it's a sign of things to come. And this is what I mean by this. I think in the next 15 years, and people who listen to this show, they've heard me say this a million times, but it's like, I think in the next 15 years, you're going to see a lot of consolidation in the gaming world. What do I mean by that? Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony are going to buy up everything. They will buy up every developer house, every publishing house. They're going to buy them all up. And what that's going to do is centralize everything in the whole gaming world. But ultimately, what's going to rise from that are these indie developers who with all intents and purposes, when given the right tools, are just as good, if not better, than these developers, these giant like studios have. I don't care what you say. The fans made a better Sonic game than Sega could in 20 years. I'm sorry. Sega has all this money, all this cash flow, all these resources, all these investors, all this ability, and some fans did it better. And I think that's what the future of gaming looks like. I think in 20 years, you're going to see gaming completely decentralized. I think these companies like Sega or like a Capcom or Square Enix, they will be a shell of their former selves because those developers that built up those companies will retire and leave. So I think what ultimately comes from that, when all these developers who are responsible for these experiences we've loved all these over the years, when they step down from these companies, these companies will be a shell of their former selves. And you've seen that happen with Sonic already because he's an older IP. And I think ultimately what leads to that is indie developers like the ones who made Sonic Mania are going to rise up and make games even better um, and prove that you could do it with less. You know, you don't need millions upon millions of dollars to make an incredible game. Um, moving on, though. I don't want to ramble too much. Number th three. And this was a tough one for me. Number three, Sonic 3 and Knuckles. I'll say, these top three that I have is very close. Sonic 3 and Knuckles, mostly because Knuckles is my boy. He's my favorite. And getting to play as him through Sonic 3 is an experience. And I think Sonic, I think Sonic 2 has the best level design in the original trilogy, just because everything is so short and neat and cut. But I like the levels longer. That's a personal preference. Even though I think 2 has better level design, I prefer the longer I levels. Yeah, I prefer yeah. the longer levels of Sonic 3. And seeing that fleshed out with 3 and Knuckles, and even all those like 3D minigames you gotta play to get the Chaos Emeralds, just all of it is so good. And so well fleshed out. And the soundtrack of Sonic 3 Knuckles out of this world. Number two, Sonic CD. You know me. I, I You love Sonic CD. Because it yep. blew my mind. I don't know, like, I don't know if anybody else in the chat, and I see we've got some messages I gotta catch up on, and we'll get to that when we're done rambling here. But like Sega used to sell, like the first games I ever played on PC were Sonic games. The first PC games I ever played were Sonic games from this little collection CD. Um, and it blew my mind because it was a Sonic game I never knew existed. And I saw it existed on this um, collection we had. And the cutscenes were amazing. And the soundtrack is arguably the best of the series, even to this day. And like, 
the running animations for Sonic were so cool. It yeah, wasn't when he goes like the wheel. figure eight as the, he's running. Yeah, the figure eight yeah. looks so cool. It looks so cool because this was made on Sega CD, which even though that system completely flopped, the hardware was so superior to the Genesis that they were able to do things with Sonic CD that they couldn't do with previous Sonic games. Like for fuck's sake, man, like time travel is a game mechanic. And like you're traveling between it's different. Confusing, but it's good. <laughs> it's it's confused, but it's meant. I feel like it's meant to confuse you and twist you up, and you're hopping between these different time periods, and it's just it's so wild and so wacky. And at the end of all this time travel and world hopping and dimension skipping, what do you get? You get the series' new love interest with Amy, and you get the coolest villain, Metal Sonic. Like, Sonic CD changed Sonic forever, man. Like, just between Amy and Metal Sonic. Sonic was never the same after Sonic CD. Um, I absolutely loved the game. I It's hard for it not to be not my number one, but number one is Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, man. It just is. And a lot of that is nostalgia purposes. You know, I have so many fond memories with that game. But I could sit here and I could tell you that it's the best story in the franchise. I could tell you that it's arguably yeah. the best soundtrack in the franchise. I could tell you that they introduced the coolest character in the franchise. I could tell you they have some of the coolest level design in the franchise. And ultimately, it has by far and away the best post game in the franchise, the Chow Garden, which makes that game a bottomless pit of content, which is not something you see anymore. So you, you have to appreciate it for what it is. But that's my top five. Um, Let's uh, let's go over to the chat. The chat shared some yeah, of the opinions with see. us. We we pissed anybody off. We get anybody let's see happy. what we got here. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. SMH says number one, Sonic and the Black Knight. SMH, please tell me why that is a game I skipped over because Sonic with a sword just didn't make sense to me. So SMH, please tell me why that's your favorite. Two, Sonic Unleashed. I think my man likes action combat. I think that's what I'm starting to see. That's my man right there. Yes. <laughs> Number three, Sonic and the Seven Rings. Number four, Sonic Colors. And then he doesn't have a Respect. fifth because he hasn't played any other Sonic games. Okay. Okay. Makes sense to but me. But hey, Sonic Colors is good, man. Oh, wait, wait. I, he, he's so. putting Shadow the Hedgehog as number five. So SMH is all 3D Sonic. They're all 3D Sonic era. Interesting. Very cool. Lamb, the new Sage of the Lodge, says number one, Sonic Colors, which I've heard great things. I've heard great that things. That end credit song is beautiful, and I still listen to it, and it sums up the game so well, and I love how it's just a Sonic and Tails adventure. It was very close to being considered for an honorable mention. I just felt like a fourth edition would have been a little too much, but if I had to choose a ninth favorite, it's there, and I've played almost all Sonic games. So I love hearing Sonic Colors being in people's top five. Dude, yeah, no, everyone who's played it seems to really like it. I got to get on it. Number two is Sonic Mania, which is based. Number three, which is a series that is slept on, Sonic Advance 3. The you see, I didn't play those games a lot. The you Sonic, played them a lot more than I did. Sonic Advance games were good, bro. So good. Uh, number four, Sonic 3 and Knuckles. And number five, Sonic Generations. I really like Lamb's list there. That's a good list. Lamb's got like a good that list. list. 
uh, Cheesecake says, hey, hello, Cheesecake. And Andy Brew has joined us. Let's get him a shout out. He says, where's Shadow the Hedgehog on the list? I think he was talking about your Yo, list. people love Shadow the Hedgehog. Yo, because it's got, there's no game quite like it. There's no game quite like it. Like it's Sonic, I mean, Shadow the Hedgehog is that bad movie that you really like watching. Like that's what yep. Shadow the Hedgehog is. He said, Andy also says, yo, Sonic Unleashed fans rise up. Yes, <laughs> my people. Yes. The Danowitz with his top five says number five, Shadow the Hedgehog. Number four, Unleashed. Number three, Sonic 3. Number two, Sonic CD. Number one, Sonic Adventure 2. I like Zdanowitz's list too. I like That's it. A good list. Zdanowitz, I might have asked you this, but I went to college and lived in a house with the last name Zdanowitz. Is that you? Please let me know. <laughs> I'd like to know. Anyway. Eugenio, my man, he's been around the lodge a long time. Uh, says Kingdom Hearts 4 and Missing Link. Leak? He's screwing me. He's screwing me. Eugenio, we need links. We need source or your source or your lion. Source or your lion. Zdanowitz says honorable mentions Sonic Heroes and Spinball. I like that. I like Spinball is so hard that I hate it, but I acknowledge it's good. <laughs> there you go. Because um, I don't like playing it because I get too angry. I'm not an angry person. You're not. You're not. You're even less angry yeah. than I am. Um, Andy Brew says, Shadow the Hedgehog was my first Sonic game and I loved it. <laughs> whatever works, man. Like, whatever works for you. <laughs> Give him a gat and we're good. <laughs> SMH says, yes, I'm sorry. I'm very combat driven. And that's probably why I like Black Knight so much. And the I mean, the look, I never played Black Knight. It did not interest me. I'm like, nope, next. Well, so, who knows? Maybe least, it's good. At least he's open and it's like he's in it for the action combat. Like, that's what he's yeah, looking I for. Yeah, I appreciate that. And Zdanowicz says, probably not. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't betting on it. I wasn't betting on it. Would have been cool, though. Would have been cool if that was you. But anyway, um, that catches us up with the chat here. I mean, if anything else drops in, I'll be happy to read it, but... Anything left on your docket of things to talk about? No, I think that's pretty much it. I think I just want to throw one little thing that I particularly enjoyed about Shadow the Hedgehog just because it's getting a lot of love right now. I love that point in the story where sh the Shadow you're playing as realizes he's not the original Shadow. Like, that was kind of a drop on the story. It's like, shit, am I, it's just him questioning it. Because the whole game is him figure out who he is. And then he has the question. Well, like, that's the thing. The big I, question was like, Am I even real? Well, that's like, the thing, right? The big question of the game was like, how are they making this game? Shadow's dead. Shadow's yeah. dead. How are they making this game? But then like that Sonic Heroes ending is really eerie. Like the Team Dark ending is they stumble into that laboratory filled with shadows. And you find out yeah. there's like just hundreds of shadows. And it's just like, fuck. Somebody was building an army. But yeah, I mean, look, the future of Sonic is exciting. And it's been a long time since we could say that. The movies, with whatever gripes I may have about them, are successful. And that's a beautiful thing. I'm rooting for Sonic. So even if the movies aren't my favorite, I'm glad they're successful. Um, Frontiers looks like a whole new animal. And I hope they nail it. And I hope it's a fun game. Um, but yeah, for the first time in a long time, I'm looking forward to what Sonic has to offer. Uh, any other remarks before we close this out, Chris? No, I think I'm all good. 
Oh, good. Okay, so let's wrap this up here today. If we could again get some more love and another shout out for our newest Sage of the Lodge, Lamb, who came in here dropping a beautiful top five Sonic list, throwing some love our way. Thank you so much. A lot of love for all of you coming in here and hanging out with us. We're going to wrap it up here. If you are hanging out on Twitch, you got to stick around for the raid. Let's see who we doing. Who we doing? How about Lands and Masters? He's playing Final Fantasy IX, which is a fucking goaded game. So let's go and show him some love. Thanks for hanging out. And Chris, dude, thanks for coming on, man. We'll have to have you back on again soon. Yeah, of course, man. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. Anytime. Uh, this has been real. And again, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Take care.